Malcolm Dixon, Buzzer Lincoln, Nuts and Fire Explosions blowing up. Get the KY and the Talcum. Here comes Kevin, right on Malcolm. Hey everybody, welcome to Blowhard. Um, and back with us very generously is Mr. Kevin Smith. This time with video, video, video. We're video, 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 video. video. Uh, get ready for fucking show, kids, because I got a big bag of peanuts. What? I, I heard this show is all about peanuts. And then somebody said, no, it's penis. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, out of big back clothes. So I'm ill prepared for blowhard, man. However, I understand that Silent Bob is a bit of a a um a thing, you know, for some for some uh who, who enjoy bears, um, because of his lifelong, you know, work with food. Check this out. What are you about to Silent Bob as Mr. Potato Head as Silent Bob. Now, when you look at that, what do you think? Like? Christmas toy of 2023. Uh, but look at it. How awesome is that, dude? Like, I could take him fucking eyes off just like a Mr. Potato Head. Did you have one? Like, as a kid? I did. And never once was I ever like, one day, you'll be me. But now you're here. What is how does it feel? Is it like this? This is my Taylor Swift moment. Merchandise. Well, yes, and also just like this is my era's tour. This is my like you know some of us won't ever fill an arena. This is my filling an arena. Um, so now you put up episode one. Yeah. Was there any feedback whatsoever? Yeah, people liked it. They what is being... like to launch a podcast in this day and age? You're like, what, what, is, it... what is it like to? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of uh, a lot of chippity show kind of going. I mean, it's it's fucking like you know, there's fear of just being a drop in a bucket, right? Because it's so like when we first started doing it, like like there was none. Yeah. I was by like blowhard was bigger than Joe Rogan at the time. Yeah. But uh no, I mean so essentially it's like kind of like Where's it's, your fucking billion dollars, man? You want to hear something really cool? I had a very intense day today. You know what I found it today? What? Well, I woke college. I woke up. First thing I find out when I roll out of bed is that Shane McGowan died. Yes. For those who don't know, gentlemen with the pogues, and Malcolm has a pogues tattoo right on his. I do. In honor of the hit for you, man. It's not just like, like you know, when Sinead O'Connor died, I was like, oh man, that sucks. Like she was a big part of my childhood. This guy is an act was an active part of your fandom all the way up into your middle ages, right? Like you, yes, for a long time. Did you ever meet him? Yes, I met him. I, I had the fucking most insane time. I got drunk with him on a train going from Toronto to Montreal. And it, I had that fucking magical moment where I went to a Pogue show in Toronto. And then I was supposed to go to my aunt's 25th anniversary in Montreal the next evening. So I was like, okay, I'll catch the first train out in the morning. Go see the Pogues. Get fucking drunk. Hurried up. Go take a train in the fucking early morning, miserable and hungover, and then fucking go and be the hero and show up at the ants. 25th. I arrive at the train station, and I'm like, hey, that looks like James Finley. Like, I just see members of the band in line for the same train that I'm on, and I'm like, holy fuck, I'm on the same train as the Pogues? Yeah. And, and I was like, fucking, like, I, so I started freaking out, and then there was a steward, I guess... Uh, waitress on a train. Stewardess still? Nowhere is it still stewardess. In stewardess. the air, in the air, it's flight attendant. Ugh. Is it on a train? It's train attendant or you know rail attendant. So I just fucked up. Like the oh. like the airplane. Like all right, canceled by episode two because you're like I apologize. 
the fucking tortoises, eh? They'll bring us drinks like we're in Mad Men. Like, <laughs> cancel them. Cancel them. Yeah, when you will watch that blowhard that was bigger than fucking Joe Rogan back in the day, there was no such thing as cancel culture. Now, man, they'll take you out. Oh, hard. And me, I fucking, I'm a blowhard. I'm living dangerously. I'm fucking dodging bullets fucking every fucking day. Talking Haunted. to you. Haunted by shit you said 12 seconds ago, let alone 12 years ago. <laughs> oh, Wait, so when you saw the guy had passed away, did you cry? No. I mean, I got very melancholy. Right. But I ended up meeting him on that train. Quickly finished that story. Uh, so I found out, like, I made friends with... Uh, uh, I, I forgot even the term, the, the, the proper term. A person who worked on the train who brought drinks. And basically they, uh, like, I was like, the Pogues are on the train. Like, I was just this fucking, like, I was very excited. Fortunately, her boyfriend was a fan of the Pogues. So we started kind of like, she was geeking out. And then around King... Where's the stories going? Fucking threesome on a train, am I right? What? Threesome on a train? No, I don't have that fucking. Are you, are you think I got that swag? You think I got that swagger to pull up a threesome on a train with the person who works on the train in a pogue? They got cut off in Kingston. The band got cut off. The the the, the person who worked on the train came up and told me the pogues had been cut off. Kingston, Ontario. Kingston, Ontario. Halfway point, and it's like, like it was marveling because it was just like, what the fuck? Like you know, like and it was probably like eleven o'clock in the morning. And yeah. they were, uh, you gotta forgive my ignorance, but they're probably Irish accents. Yes. They're from straight, straight from Ireland. Ireland and England. Like there's a mix. But then, you know, there was this in your, had you come out yet? God, no. I came out of your house drunk. I know, but I mean, so when was this? I mean, you didn't start with like the year. What, what era? The year was, well, Kevin, the year. Uh, the year would have been like 1988, 89. Oh, so you're fucking young pup. Years from coming out and shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm still living a lie. Here, let me help your story. So you meet Shane McGowan on a train, and you, he's the first person you ever tell that you're gay. I'm like, Shane, I am gay. And he's like, and He goes, Listen to me. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> They write a song about it. Malcolm's gay. <laughs> so I didn't tell anybody for another 20 years. I, Because I I respected him as an artist. <laughs> um, what was what was the wisest thing that the, dear, the dearly departed uh, imparted to you? Uh, the funniest thing was he had just seen the fly too, and he kept talking about it, and he was just like, "Wow, yeah, it really, fucking wouldn't in time." He loved, and we we're in Montreal, so he loved like uh, in Montreal, like a like Kentucky Fried Chicken has some like poulet something. He really loved the translations, like a Kentucky Fried Chicken in French, like that sign really. But he saw the fly. He wouldn't stop talking about the fly too, to be totally honest. He was fucking like, disgusting. Stoltz is no gold bloom, is what he said. No, he was all for the floor. I would have been like, no, Stoltz is no gold bloom. But that, <laughs> but that, I would have been saying that to my hero, and you don't want to do that. That's not a way to. It's not a way to kind of be friendly, be buddies, do yourself. And also, it'd probably be. So, what year is this? Nineteen eighty eighty nine. It would have been the uh, Falls of Grace of God tour. The Falls of Grace of God. So, so you're still a few more years away from becoming a, a bitter man anyway. So you probably wouldn't have that much to bitch about to you. I was just drunk all the time. Hence the pogues. Like, you know, I, it was like the pogues were relatable. I could hide in the booze. Then they would sing about it. They'd sing about booze, the Malcolm Ingram story. National bestseller. And then the fucking follow-up book is Hiding in the Cock. More with Malcolm. More Malcolm. Let's leave the with out. Just alliterative. More Malcolm. And by that point, you're a household name. On a one-name basis, you're like Cher or Madonna. Malcolm. And they're like, but there have been many Malcolms. They're like, yeah, but he took it. 
and there'll never be another Malcolm after him. Don't make you think of him. So we're dropping the Ingram, and we're just going for more Malcolm on that title. Simon and Schuster takes a gamble, and it pays off because the second book sells very well as well. People are fascinated by this Malcolm Kimmel. And so you go for broke with a third book. A lot of it falls apart. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, every story needs a bucket. Ah. And the third book is, you're like, you know, how come nobody has done a book like Sex since Madonna? I really feel I could Malcolm sex like me hitchhiking and shit with my fucking pant my drawers down. Even more Malcolm. Would I have to make it with Vanilla Ice? She did in that book. Oh, does she ever? I mean, that appealed to your audience. Was it, have you ever met somebody who was like, "I love what you do, but there's not enough Vanilla Ice fucking." <laughs> like. But maybe it's an untapped market. I mean, it's not. I tell you, I I love Out to Win. It's brilliant. How come there's no Vanilla Ice fucking going on? That's my only criticism. I don't know if I'd have sex with Vanilla Ice. He's not my type. Why? 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 Why, why not? Why? He's why? Not why, why? Why? Why not? He's not my type. Is that right? What? Because his eyebrow was cut. You're like, oh, I like a, I like a whole eyebrow. <laughs> I like a, I was uncut. I like a full brow. <laughs> um, no, man, like no, like I mean, I don't know. Well, would you? Do you have a reference when it comes to cut uncut? Is it here's the thing? Cut correct. Uncut, yeah. The thing about it is, what, does familiarity win, or does? Oh, it's so exotic to unroll it and see what's going on. It depends on the guy, because if, if the guy's really hot, you kind of want uncut. You want to unroll it like a pet? Well, it's, it's, no, it's a little nastier. It's a little fucking, you know, it's... Yeah. Why is it nastier? Well, because you get more, like, it's got... Hold on, hold on. I'm going to need some peanuts for this. Go ahead. it. <laughs> Um, the thing about I mean, it's it's got a little bit saltier taste, a little sweat in there. That's you know, it's uh, an uncut cut. It's trapped under the hood, yeah. like a squirrel in a car at winter time. If you want to go that way with it, sure. Um, really, yeah. So it's because it's. Uh, I mean, is it like an art? Kind of dirty. Uh, not like a no. It's more like a piss pit. Like it's fucking. Oh my god! Please, you brought us here, and that's if where we are. Entitle this episode "The Piss Pit." You really piss pit. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the piss pit part of the evening. That's true. That you need departments for your show on Blowhard. So all of a sudden, we should just got to think of piss pit. Yeah, enter the piss pit. And, or you make it fun. We're like kids. It's time to go swimming in the piss pit, and then ba -da -ba -ba -da, graphic. Do the words have to be yellow? Like, is there any way of doing that without yellow wording? Yeah, and it kind of and it kind of dribbles down. Yeah, if the words are properly hydrated, it wouldn't be yellow. It would be white, almost clear, translucent. But if it's yellow, they're they're, they're pissing away all the vitamins and shit, so they're not getting enough uh, water. That's what happens. Right now, my trusty editor, Sean, is watching this back now and just going like, am I good? Like, is he going to do the graphic? You think he's going to put well, the time in? Leave it all in and add the graphic, baby. Right now, Sean's rolling in a message where he's just like, fucking, he 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 never met Sean McGowan. Fucking liar. He's a fucking liar. <laughs> I did meet Shane McGowan. You know him nearly 10 years. It's the first time I've ever heard of the Shane McGowan stuff, so he's a fucking liar. I mean, I I feel bummed out that I didn't suck one of the pugs' dick because the story would have had like. I mean, feel bad that you didn't because you're a big fan of the group, and that would have showed appreciation, uh, fealty, if you will. But you know, you weren't even out. No, you were, you were hiding. I was. I was very. I was in. I was very much in. And I would imagine they were, you know, pretty like. 
Where are the girls? We like girls. Um, they like to party. Oh, really? Yeah. So we like don't to... need girls as much as we need lager. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a minute because I don't drink. And then I was lager. Like, what do the Irish drink? And I was like, maybe lager. Um, Guinness, isn't that lager? They drink Guinness. They drink. I, I went to the Guinness factory um, after eating three Indian food for three days because there's this great Indian food place. I was at a film festival and across from the movie theater, there was this fucking amazing Indian place. And I, so I had like Indian food for like lunch, dinner, lunch. And then I went to the Guinness factory and I went upstairs and I found a gig because they give you a free ticket when you go to the Guinness factory for free Guinness. And then so I hung around like the, the old lady tours and stuff and I fucking pilfered their fucking tickets. So I got really drunk on the Guinness and on the walk back to motel, I just flat out shit my pants. Oh my God. Yeah, I got pants shitting drunk. And then I had to go back and I'm, I had to like do a fucking like a, a real fucking maneuver to get back into the, because it was like, it wasn't just like it was an Indian, I've been eating Indian food for, I'm not saying Indian food absolutely makes you shit but like i was eating a lot of spicy food for three days and piled on a bunch of guinness like which is like a loaf of bread and just, ah. so walking home and it's and like on my shoes like it was it was about oh no it dripped oh it went everywhere it was a fucking hotel i was what hotel were you staying in a hotel yeah i was staying in a hotel i had to like literally like wait watch lobby luckily the elevator the lobby like the elevators were the first thing like when you walk in the elevators to the left so i just waited till nobody's there and like literally ran in ran into my room uh jumped in the shower threw everything off uh one of them found a garbage bag and then i had to like i just threw everything out including my shoes because what do you do it's just like it's it's so Stop soiling all the country with your shitty pants. Yeah, we, you know. Oh, man, Malcolm, that's... It's true. That's what I... And... There's a there's a dude in uh, Atlantic Highlands. You know uh, the place where we went, where you got the painkillers? Drinky-poo. Uh, Harborside Grill. Let, let, let's just be clear that painkillers are, in fact, a, a drink. It's a drink. You're like, yeah, you're like that place you went for the pain. Like, when you were fucking, you know, crushing up opioids and snorting them on a table. Yeah, they serve a drink called the painkiller. Um, and it's at the Harborside Grill in Atlanta Collins, just down the street from Smog Castle Cinemas, my movie theater. And uh, there's a guy um, who drinks there, and he's from Scotland. And um, a nice guy came over and talked to me, a superhero fan, superhero movie fan. Um, but one of uh, one of my other friends told me that the dude like gets it, he gets super fucking drunk and winds up getting into fucking bar fights every night and getting beat up and stuff. You are that guy in America, like the American version of that guy in Ireland. I'm the beat up guy. I get yeah, yeah. You know what? I take it back. You're not American. I don't give a fuck what you do overseas because that reflects on Canada. It does. I'm yeah. I'm a Canadian. Like what kind of fucking beast shits its pants at age fucking how old were you? How old was I then? I, that was on a film fest. I was in my 40s. <laughs> I was a pant shitting drunk Canuck. Have you, all have, of you, have you shit your pants many times in life? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that question. Um, no, I haven't actually. That was enough to teach you late in your 40s. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, no, I haven't had, like, that was a very, that was a shocking uh, pantsing moment. Um, yeah, nobody sees that one coming. No, I didn't. I didn't feel it coming, anything. And then it was just fucking everywhere. Um, so I put a turd in his pants. He took a turd in, turd in his pants. I'm mixing up my Scottish. Whatever Irish fans you have right now are like turning out in droves, going like, "Ugh, ugh." Guess yeah, 
Guess what I found out just before this part podcast? Podcast. Um, tell me. No, I'm not going to guess. Yes, I'm, I'm your guest. Come on, give me work. Come on, do uh, guess. Just tell me. They're tearing down my building. What? They're tearing down the building that I live in. So wait, what are you going to do? You've I, you've literally caught a man who's just found this nigga. He's just like, so I got to do something. How I like you, it's time. I know what time it is. It's time to move to New Jersey or Los Angeles. Um, what is the? How long you been in that apartment? Like twenty three years. Wow. This is the womb. It's like I've never been anywhere for that long. Like I moved to LA, like and kept this place. Like I moved places and still kept this place. This place is like the womb, and it's fucking like, I like I. I it's just like one of those things where it's just like holy shit. Do they have like, to give you anything? Yeah, they have to, like, like once the place is ready, they have to give me an, an apartment the same size at the same rent. But it's going to take, like, three or four. I got to spend three or four years a wandering mat. See, this is the time to get the Winnebago. I was just going to say, man, the universe is pointing you toward a Winnebago, my friend. I mean, I could podcast at Winnebago, exotic sites. Steve-O podcasts out of a Winnebago. When I was on his podcast, he came to my house, parked outside, and I went inside, and we did the podcast. I'd do it outside, man. You kind of like, look at this place that I'm at. Yeah, people are like, how can we look at it? It's a fucking podcast, you idiot. Were you call was that directed at me, or were you talking to the people? I'm the idiot? People saying that about you, not me. I'd be on the sidelines going, leave him alone, he's a good boy. <laughs> Shit his pants, but it's okay. Because it only represents Canada. Not American. He can't be blamed. He's not American. But I, I, I I'm and when does this all happen? When do you in the next in the next year? Like literally they're like, and on December twelfth, we're gonna have a private meeting and we're gonna discuss your options. And we figure that like they're putting the like it's just gonna like within a year. Like, my building is going to be fucking... Like, this place, this place that I... Like, my fucking... My fortress of solitude, if you will, um, is going to be fucking demolished. And, like... Or sanctuary of sin, as it were. How many how many fucking people do you think you've had weird... Dog numbers? Like... Yeah, what a weird number. But the, 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 well, the worst part is, is that I've had more... Like, I've more, like had people leave my apartment wanting to have sex than I've had sex. Right. But think they love things. Like I'm that asshole who's just how many like, how many how many people who have blown you would you say have come through the doors? Pun intended, come through the doors. Thirty seven. I'm brand. Uh, no, you've been there twenty three years and how many of those years you've been gay? Uh, all of them. Like I moved into the gay village. Yeah, moved actively like fucking woohoo. Uh, well, I mean, I haven't for a long time. Like, I've had a lot of sex. I've had fucked in my pad. I got fucked all over this place. If you did a black light of this place, it would just be painted in my cup. Fact. Uh -huh. And other men's come. Strangers come. Ex-boyfriends come. It's a very cummy place. I've, I've ne it's never been painted, so. There is a DNA-rich environment I live in. That's correct. Um, will you miss the history of that place? Like, everywhere you look now must be a memory, as you just pointed out. You're like, I got fucked out there. I got fucked over here. Some of that comes mine. Some of that comes as a stranger's. I used to, like, when I first kind of moved in, like, for the first couple of years, I had cum shots all over the top of over my bed and for some reason i didn't really care about it like i didn't really think about it that much till finally a friend of mine a fellow homosexual was like malcolm you have to get rid like that is the most disgusting thing i've ever seen oh my god i mean why how did you get up there uh if you work my nipples i shoot pretty far oh it's true you want to get content that's a fact i'm a well nipple guy that had the, uh, the opposite effect on me.
Um, yeah, Malcolm is a nipple guy. I did know that. That's nice. yeah. But the thing is, I'm a giving lover. I am as good with nipples as I like to my nipples be dealt with. You're not giving lover. You're fucking selfish top. Yeah, well, it's changing though, man. I'm fucking progressing. I'm what discovering. What I'm discovering. I'll take it in the ass. The tables are being turned. I mean, look, I'm fucking, I'm getting older, you know, it's kind of like, look, the thing, here's the thing, getting fucked in the ass, you do all the work before, like you got to clean out, you got to fucking, you know, you got to get a thing. Eat fucking three nights Indian food and drink a lot of Guinness and clean the fuck out. Well, there's that, you, <laughs> go on a, you go on an Indian food and Guinness bitch, or you fucking you, get a. Do you clean out? You have to. I'm a big fat guy. Like, of course, like things compact in there and stuff. You'd be amazed what comes up. And you get a, you get a little fucking, you, you have a thing and, uh, yeah. And it, sometimes it takes like fucking 20 minutes till you get, you, you gotta wait till the water's clear. You're talking about uh, using a fucking enema bag or whatever? Not an enema bag. It's like a little fucking squeeze bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an enema. Like, yeah, it's yeah, but an enema has the water in it. This you kind of put the water in, you fucking you enema is anything that shoots water up your ass, but right. it hurts though. Yes. You give you give yourself but you have to keep giving yourself enemas. Think about it is it's not just like one fucking like nice little magical water that cleans my, out my fucking colon. Like you, you gotta, gotta keep on and then shoot, and then breer and then swoosh. And this is gonna awesome like going to hang out with somebody. If I'm if if I if, if if somebody's gonna put a cock in my ass, I gotta I, I gotta be respectful. But you gotta be. We're making these decisions well in advance. It's uh, very it's very much like uh, it's not like wait one second and then you run in and you're like, no, you can't. You gotta prepare. Yeah, you, it's like it's it's like if they're sponge worthy, if they're douche worthy, like it's kind of like. You know, going in, if it's a rectal douche, ass douche. Yeah, it is. Uh, so yeah, so you, like basically, you absolutely have to play out the evening in your head and be like, "Is he gonna get my ass?" And then yeah, you've got to you you uh, like you can't you can't just uh, you, you can't wing that you can't improvise anal. I mean, I don't know what's like in your fucking sick world, but in my world, we don't improvise anal. We 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 respect our fellow. Fuckers, could tell you stories in my world. What world is that? Straight world, hetero, hetero, hetero world. We like the butt. You like the butt, but like girl. The thing about it is, girls don't eat my. Like it's just like you're talking about a big, like you know what I mean. Like my, you know. Have you ever had somebody who was like, "Hey, hey, 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 don't clean out." Leave oh yeah, yeah. That's very big now. What scat, scat games so play, like play like, with poop. like someone would be disappointed to find out that you fucking ass douched somebody would insist that you don't douche but i i don't like yeah what a brave new world you live in modern romance <laughs> I, <laughs> i've read an article about how kids are like starting to grow weary of the ease with which they can have sex well, that's the thing. Like with with an app, like the the thing with a gay app is that you're five minutes away from a blowjob anywhere you go. Like it's just like, and it, it's literally measured by like feet. It's like you are this far away from a potential blowjob. <laughs> go left for a cock. But I guess when you're just like drowning in it, like fucking as much of, as you want, maybe you lose your appreciation for the finer things. I still that, appreciate that happened to you where you were like, I was fucking having so much fucking dick roll by that I just had to take months off. Felt fucking filthy and tired and sick. And I, I like, I didn't, I lost my humanity. I, like, you, you I, got down on yourself. Well, yeah, because I got slutty. And then I kind of, yeah, but like, I haven't had sex in over a year. What's that about? I don't know, man. Like, it's just, you know what? It's kind of like jerking off is pretty great. And it's like, you don't have to have, like, meeting somebody, having them over. 
thing about it is with the rent crisis, which I'm about to be fucking part of, like, that's the horrifying thing. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, ooh, I'm part of that world now. I so was, you don't have to be, dude. You get yourself a Winnebago. Wherever you park, there's your home. There's your backyard. Winnebago Warrior. Hell yeah. I, I would, I would love it. Sounds like, you know, and knowing that you can come back when the building's done and you're going to have a fucking room in it. I could paint that one fucking. I'll skin it. I'll pay to have it skinned. Put fucking like Smodco, Chainsaw Bob banners on it and shit. And you try to sleep at night with a rock in the fucking thing. Come out here, Silent Bob. Silent Bob, where are you? I'm not him. I'm trying to douche my ass for tomorrow night. Can't leave me alone. Douche your ass. What does he mean? I think he's, he's a gay. He's trying to clean it out. Why? Who don't like it dirty? Well, I guess he, he's getting older and feeling changes. How do you know? I don't. I, I don't know. I don't claim to know the man, but I know how he feels. <laughs> this is all outside your Winnebago. <laughs> Make sure you hang a microphone outside, man. It sounds like there's like lots to record. With uh, the Winnebago, I guess that works with Grinder, right? You'd be like, I don't know how it does. I don't like. I don't know. People might be like, fucking, look at me all uppity. Like having this place been great because I fucking I have an anchor in the fucking gay village that like if I want to entertain, like you know, I got I got my own place. You got a story though, man, and your story is fucking. I've got an apartment in the in the fucking uh, Toronto village, but. You know, they're rebuilding my building, so I've taken this time to go see the country. And they're like, oh, that's fucking exotic. Doesn't that just sound like a story, though? Like, it just sounds like a, yeah. It sounds implausible. Look, if the kid was in his 20s, sure, but it's you. One look at you, and you're like, no, this has got to be the truth. <laughs> Nobody that old would lie about living in Winnebago. <laughs> Um, I think it's awesome that you'll have an apartment in the new building. Fucking that's pretty sweet. In four years. Still, you got that going for you. Now you got a reason to live. Four more years. Four more years. <laughs> it's a coming. I don't I, I mean I like honestly, it's it's all just fucking setting in. It's just like it's it's weird. It's like it's my womb, man. It's like I like I'm gonna I have to leave. Like, and it's like, there's no... This used to be my playground. This used to be my childhood dream. I used to... I just built built a tiki bar. And fucking Dolly, I got this fucking crazy cat that has adjustment issues like a motherfucker. So much that any kind of travel has been made impossible because she's got... She's got a lot of problems. Like, I don't know what she's going to think about having a new house. I don't know how I'm going to explain it to her. Um, I, you know me, I'm an animal lover, but this is what you say to Dolly. Get in the fucking cage. That's it. Yes. I can't. I'm the one that feeds you. I'm the one that puts out the cat litter. And I'm the last guy that you want to fuck with, feline. Get in the cage. That's what you, you haven't dealt with cats very much, sir. I used to all the time. We were a big cat family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's been a while, it looks like. It's been a while. No, Harley's got cats, so I deal with them there. They're so fucking like... And do you march around like that? Fucking order them around? I do. I order them around. I don't have as much respect for a cat as I do for a dog. That's ridiculous. That's fucking the most ass. And I... Cats are cats are chilly little aliens, dude. And if they yeah. were just four times their size, they would kill and eat us. But dogs are fucking way too fucking easy to fucking like. They just they give love unconditionally. Therefore, I yeah. What a fucking burden that is. That's the kind of that's that's the kind of awful burden. Love should be earned at all times. Unconditional love is fucking like you don't get much free in this life. That's one of one of the things that's free. Don't take it away from the people. Um. I, I, I don't know. It's my upbringing. 
where you live, do people knock on your door? No. Never? No. And now everybody who would give a shit knows where I live because, like, we were selling my house. So it was in, like, the Wall Street Journal. It was all over online. Pictures of the inside and shit. People, like, came and walked through my house and saw it and shit. But nothing of me was in it. It was completely devoid of me and all of our stuff. And now we're back, and as you can see, slowly I'm getting my shit together. Get your shit together. People don't knock, though, ever? No. And honestly, if they did, I don't know that we would hear. But, um, you know, they just, you ring a bell, and that you would hear that. I had somebody show up this morning at 10 o'clock that I hadn't heard from in 15 years and just basically was like, hey, man, I'm in the neighborhood. And it's just kind of like, that's, I don't know. Where are they from? What part of your life or world? A darker part. Is that right? No. So did you hang out with this person? No. I mean, literally, I was on the phone with somebody, and I missed the message, and they left the message like, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. And I was like, uh, like at first, I was like, what? What are they, are they here to, like, I don't know. People just showing up randomly like that? The pop-in? Pop-in is bad. Never never do the pop-in. You're like, it's the bad fucking load. Be like, you're the bad load, and then close the door. Have you ever done a pop-in? Very rarely, if ever. I, I don't go anywhere. Unless people drag me. Um, you know, I think I've popped by the kids once, but like, I really don't leave the house, to be honest with you. What uh, room are you in? This used to be Byron and Gail's room. Oh, so you've moved into now the office. That's my office now, yeah. I'm still unpacking, but the desk is up. I've got shit on the shelves. Sun's coming up. I've got cakes on the griddle. Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle. Oh. Thank God I am Malcolm's boy. Have you heard heard Dolly Parton's rock album? I'm familiar with uh, the album. Not as familiar with the artist. uh, First time I'm hearing about this new singing sensation, this Dolly Parton. But I look forward to investigating this album. I don't have it yet. uh, It's number one. She did a bunch of... She did a bunch of... uh, like it's for me, it's Dolly's first misstep. I love Dolly. I fucking what? Everybody loves the album, and it's selling. It was the number one album this week. I won't listen to it. Oh, oh my god! And that their kids is the secondary meaning of the show. The first meaning is like Malcolm likes to blow hard, cleans out, and he's like, nah, nah, nah. does it? You don't do it soft. It ain't called blow soft. It's blow hard. But the second meaning. To blow hard is what you just heard right there. He's like, fucking Dolly made a misstep. And I'm like, oh, did you hear it? And he goes, I want to listen to it. How do you know if she made a misstep or not? She recorded a, she recorded a song of Kid Rock. I don't believe in that. Nobody's perfect. I mean, it's Dolly Parton, man. I she, thought- had, she gave a million dollars to the fucking COVID vaccine. It's just saint on earth. She's on the job from nine to five. Look, I brought you. I mean, look, I'm I, I, as a. I don't have any Kid Rock albums in my collection anywhere, but I could see where she would totally do a crossover. He shot. You're just mad that she legitimized him a little bit. Well, I don't think she legitimized. Like the guy, like not a year ago, was like shooting gay beer. Is yeah, now, of- now he took it all back, and he's like, I fucking love Bud Light, and he's drinking it in public and shit. Is that true? Is that the narrative? Yeah. Well, like, what what lesson do you think Kid Rock learned that he's like, no, actually, I like, like, I guess money was involved? Why do you assume anyone in this business or any walk of life ever learns a lesson anymore? Do you think he learned a lesson or no? <laughs> no, I don't think he learned a lesson. I think I don't think. Look, uh, you know they're about to expel George Santos. Yes, 
he hasn't even learned the lesson. You know, if I was him, I'd be like, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, resigning rather than go through all this. But he's like, I ain't going anywhere and shit. And it's like, wow, you didn't learn anything, did you? But I think he's, I think he's got one of those disassociative things. Like, it's like there's that thing. Like, you ever seen the movie Lost Highway? Yeah. Like, very confusing movie, and it's funny because an executive who worked on the movie finally explained to me what, like, David Lynch was doing was essentially the duality thing was, it, it was his take on OJ. And his whole thing is he believes, like, disassociatively, like, OJ Simpson believes that he didn't kill. Like, in OJ Simpson's mind, he did The duality was my take on OJ Simpson. All right, thanks, did you get that? Should I repeat it? It is currently 74 degrees on Mulholland Drive. That doesn't sound like him at all anymore. Yeah, he reads the weather, right? No. Does he? Yeah. He's a quirky fellow, that David Lynch, reading the weather, Always. going to that Bob's big boy. Always has been. He's on brand for, you know, fucking 50 years at this point. It's a shtick, though. It's shtick. Why does he get away with shtick? Why, like, why? But what is? Here's the, here's the thing: if what? you do it long enough, even if it started as a started as a shtick, that becomes you, who you are. Like my aunt, Malcolm. Her name was Aunt Virginia. Um, on the mom's side. She was the first female detective in the Newark Police Department. She came from the rape squad, they called it. So they dressed her up and sent her out as human bait. Get the fuck out. True story. And then she was promoted to one of the first, to the first, the first female detective in the Newark Police Department. Uh, her, uh, and then later on, they promoted another woman named Ellie. And her and Ellie were like Cagney and Lacey and shit like that. And she saw pretty horrible things, apparently. I, she never told me, but I heard from my brother, you know, years later and stuff. He's like, it's a fucking cop in Newark, dude. And she worked child endangerment. So she saw dead kids, raped kids, fucking, you know, beaten kids. Like, that was her job. That's what she fucking did. So, you know, at night when she came home, she would... Um, go like decompress um, from the day she had and at work she wore a wig a, a very Dolly Parton wig um, and then when she got home like we'd come over eat spaghetti and shit at Thursday nights or something and sometimes we would get there and she'd be upstairs still like for an hour like you know when's Aunt Virginia coming down and shit but she, that's because she was like in a in a fucking room she wasn't a drinker or a drug taker, but just like, I can't believe the fucking human degradation I had to deal with. And now I'm going to go have spaghetti with my relatives. So she had to like fucking, and then she'd come downstairs and be like, ha, ha, ha. And very performatively, she wore like caftans and stuff like that. But the wig was such a big part of her that you wonder is it who which one's the real Aunt Virginia at the end of the day? She spent more time as a detective dealing with horrible fucking, you know, crimes of humanity than she did not as that. Um but I guess she could be both things. Yeah, I mean like I imagine like you would to turn things very light, that's the only way you go with something so dark, right? Like you'd have to, or you go just you would just go down a fucking hole. Yeah, dark darkness could envelop you very easily. As a man who's been through some like traumas recently, it's like you gotta fucking you gotta find the joy, find the joy, keep moving, find the joy. you gotta keep it swift, Swifty. Yeah. Keep it Taylor Tay Tay. That'll make a man. Hell Ella's been out of the news. It's been a bit of a... Hello, she has been out of the news. She had somebody died at one of her concerts, and she took a picture with the family backstage and sang a very emotional rendition of whatever fucking song she sings. 
Um, so nah, she's selling the news. No, but she she based what well, she right now she's at uh, the Beyonce uh, premiere in Europe. But she she came back from uh, South America and she just fucking like she just went basically went and just fucked for like I imagine a week. Like she'd be away from her man. Like that's hard. Like he was fucking playing football. She's singing songs. This fucking couple torn apart by their fucking jobs. They were reunited. They're young. She fucked for a week. I imagine she would. Yeah. There's this really allowed to talk that way about your fucking idol. Fucking, there's no wrong fucking. I was never once like, you know, God, Gretzky was getting fucked for a week, eh? All, everything she writes about is, is like, she, 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 she made a career on singing about, you know. What? What is she singing about? I don't know. I'm not a fucking Swifty. What is she like, singing about? Like, you know, meeting guys. She, she's, she talks about men a lot. Like, she basically talks about falling in love or she talks about fucking falling in love but she's talking about ham slamming she doesn't have a song about like takes a long time to clean out this ass and well in advance of the day no she's but she's got songs like are you ready for it yeah but that just means love no 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 not the way she does it so what do you think you're saying ready for what sex fuck it are you ready for it oh just Oh, she she did a whole album called Reputation, which basically that album was like I'm sick of like she's like there will be no explanation, there will just be reputation, and she didn't do any press, and she fucking like <clears throat> the character she kind of plays on that one is a bit of a seductress. Same right? Yeah, she fucks. I I don't yeah I don't think Taylor's shy of like I don't know like that's kind of. Nothing wrong with fucking. Like, they just fell in love. They're beautiful people, beautiful young people. If they're not fucking. I have this this image. You know, again, you're way more versed in Taylor Swift than me, but I thought she was kind of like a, well, not quite a Jonas brother with promise rings and shit, but I thought she was, I know she's had relationships because she's written a lot of songs about them, but sex is nothing that ever has come to my mind in regards to Taylor Swift. And I'm not saying she's not attractive. It's just she doesn't put out a a vibe. Like, she's truly talented. She's She doesn't have to fucking be like, hey, man, fucking sex. Because she can, you know, write some songs that clearly impact the audience um, deeply. I think, I don't know, man, like, being a man that made, like, Zack and Mary make a porno, you kind of understand the fucking sexual women. Like, Elizabeth Banks played a very charming sexual being. She does some fucking. Oh, I, I'm not saying that charming people can't fuck, and the most charming people get fucked regularly. Um, I don't think there's a Zack and Mary parallel here that I can see as much. We're talking about an instance, very specific instance, um, where you said that she was probably fucking all week long. Yeah. And I, I, th- I don't think she'd be happy with that. Are you like, because you, you don't think she's... These are speculations about my libido out of your mouth. She's like, that mouth better be a blank space. You can tell that's the only song of hers I know. Uh, Taylor Swift, dude, like, she come up. No, stop saying that. You're going to get canceled. Like, her fans don't want that, dude. Her fans are like 12, 14 years old. They don't want to hear it. Her fans are not listening to this. Fucking old man going, she fucks. Yeah, but it'll still enter the news cycle, probably. Crude Canadian uh, dismisses uh, fucking D-list director friend to speculate on Taylor Swift's sex life. I don't know. I don't think so. It was disgusting, said, you know, 80s artist Tiffany. She showed her boobies. Who? Tiffany. Oh, my God. You just keep burying yourself deeper and deeper. She showed her. You know, it'll distract from the fact that I said all that fucking shit. I'll say that I seen boobies on Tiffany, America's sweetheart in the 80s. She showed them. She did. In Playboy magazine. 
Yeah. Did you see that? Did you get that? Did you did you have a spank? Did you see that? Did you see it? No such thing have a spank, but I definitely saw it, of course. I think you showed it to me. You're like, fucking Tiffany, look. Look at it. She has boobs. She went to the mall and sang, and now she's got boobs. I was like, she probably had boobs when she went to the mall. She's like, look at how the mighty have fallen. I was like, I, she's in Playboy. That's way better than touring the malls, I said. And Malcolm was like, you know what the fuck you're talking about? You don't know women. Then he walked away from me. He got on a train, ran into Shane McGowan. <laughs> he was like, you're my real friend. Shane was like, we got to get off at the next stop. You <laughs> uh, referred I, to the bartender as a sky waitress. <laughs> uh I think I did hang on too long because sometimes like, I don't know when I, when I hung out with the Pogues, like literally like we ended up like falling. We so, for a second, that was such a non sequitur. I thought that this is like, you talk about your life. You're like, I think I've held on too long. I was like, don't do it. <laughs> we're not live. <laughs> Wait till we're live. Um, you hung out too long. Well, yeah, that's the problem when you're around celebrities sometimes, right? Like, um, I did it to John Hamm. I was oh, like overly complimentary to him one day, and finally he was just like, "Thank you," and walked away. <laughs> like we're done here. Stop fucking telling me how brilliant I am. I just remembered, fuck, like I'm awkward fucking celebrity times. Um, you, like you are a very, you're a very cool cat about things. Like you, like I remember. Do you remember when we went for that meeting? It was like me, you. And Macaulay Culkin was there. Yeah. And like literally, like you were doing a pitch meeting, you and Macaulay Culkin and another fellow. And like, like, like I was just going to wait in the waiting room and you're like, you want to come? And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to come. So it's like, so the people pitching is like these three people. And it's just this big Canuck who has nothing to offer whatsoever, just there watching. Just right. Shotgun. You were like our mighty, mighty boss tones dance guy. You were just there on the side, fucking. The impression that I get. They're like, they got their own mighty, mighty boss tones dancer. He's just there to root him on. He's their hype man. You didn't even hype man. You weren't even like, and now, ladies and gentlemen, get ready for the pitch of a lifetime. You were just like, look at this, this Canadian cuck just watching from the sidelines. I was just like, oh my God, it's Macaulay Culkin over and over and over again. And like, when you see Macaulay Culkin, it's like seeing Mickey Mouse. You're like, he's so ingrained. He's just such a, that you're just. That, and you shut down at celebrities still. Some. Macaulay. Because I can still get the same way where I'm like, wow. But it's that's funny to me. You've met so many famous people. Yeah, but there's certain people like Macaulay Culkin was fucking huge. I have his phone number still in my. Want to text him? Let's text him right now and be like, "Remember Malcolm? Remember Malcolm in that meeting? Hey, eh? you still got Macaulay? Like, what do you got to listen as Macaulay? Yeah, I was not. I didn't fuck a lot with Home Alone, so it's uh, I'm not like Kevin McAllister. It's only one fucking Kevin in my world, my friend, and that's Kevin Feige. I don't have his phone number either. Um. So he's just Macaulay Culkin. What's the best number you got in the what's the best number you got in there? What's like the most Affleck still? Affleck's pretty valuable number. He's pretty fucking like, wow, that Affleck for reals. Um you know what I found recently? What? Gail, uh Jennifer's mom was my assistant back in the aughts and stuff. Um and she had printed up in 2000, looks like four or five, maybe three, um, emails um, that, you know, that I'd written in, in various fucking projects. And uh, one of the emails uh, I found, because there's a big stack of them, uh, was from Tom Clancy, Hunt for Red October's Tom Clancy, Jack Ryan's Tom Clancy. 
like hailing fucking dogma. And he's like, you know, I got your your email address from Affleck because he was in the sum of all fears. He's like, I love that picture, Dogma. It's brilliant. You were you a Jesuit? That's what it smells like. Um, I got I found an email from Gary Shandling giving me props for going on um uh with Regis and Kathy Lee or Regis and Kelly, but it was when Regis and Kelly were there and it was uh, Joan Rivers. And uh, he liked the way that I dealt with Joan Rivers and he used the C word in reference to her. Um, and he was like, don't want anything, just wanted to tell you that. Saw your appearance, thought it was a stir. And then I found uh, an email saying, uh, you know what, yeah, let's do it. Let's make Ranger Danger, signed Jack Black. So it was a treasure trove of like, oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, I did meet with, like, Jack Black and stuff. Like, crazy. Crazy. I'm going to blow. I got to go take care of the patient. As you, For those who maybe are not uh, aware, uh, my wife fell three weeks ago and shattered her hip and stuff. So she's good. We went to the doctors on Monday, and doctors like, your x-ray looks fantastic. Your scar looks great. You came in here walking on a cane as opposed to using a walker. And he was like, I'd say you're way ahead of schedule and stuff. But she can't go from floor to floor. We got these two giant, well, they're not both giant. And one giant German Shepherd and her puppy who is over a year old but still hasn't grown. She's like kind of a runt. So she's still very small. She's like a coyote. Um, but uh, Jennifer is kind of uh, landlocked. Um, on that floor unless I so she can't take the dogs out so I'm back to work I've been a nursemaid for the last three weeks that's all I've been doing and uh, I'm almost out of the woods not that it's a bad thing I'm happy to help my wife particularly in her hour of need but yeah it's been you know Jennifer at one point was like should I get a bell and I was like you might as well so she could just be like, Frankie. You don't have a bell. You 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 called her a bell? No, because I'm fucking usually at her side. So this is like an hour and 20 minutes of me away from her where I'm like, what's happening? I, the dogs aren't here, and that makes me nervous, actually. And the house is so big, I can't even hear. If She she would have to scream in order for me to hear it. So. Um, so this was an absolute fucking blast. Um, your Taylor Swift gift from last week has not arrived yet, but the seller wrote me a very nice message about like, you're aware that it's not coming for a while. I have to get it first, then I'll send it to you. I was like, absolutely. I said, this is for a, a real big Swifty in my life. And the seller was like, I completely understand. And then the seller was like, did you know that over my bed, there are cum shots dotting the wall? And I was like, what the? Fuck. Malcolm! Can't get away from this filth, Malcolm. You happy to be back in the world of podcasts? I am. I'll try to pick up the gay game. I feel like I should go out fucking back now and suck on a rubby's dick just to fucking, like, you know. So after the podcast, I went out and sucked, like, some guy's random dick. That's it was I amazing. Like I like to hear those stories. People listen to podcasts because, like, take me to a different place and you could take them to way different places but guess what i fucking did i let him suck me off on a cliff as he dangled held him upside down belted around my neck and shit you could have died at any minute and it made it more thrilling for me <laughs> people are like that's blowhard right there blowhard is, is adventurous <laughs> sex yeah, Florida's got expectations of me that I don't know if I I've fucking signed up for the wrong gig. You could just do like it. you could I, do it. Why to keep being that that little sexual astronaut, man? Dude, I could barely have sex standing up. I got to stand on a cliff. Yeah, with somebody belted around you, your fucking neck. I can't belt around my neck. Yeah, but not like choking you and shit. Not like. I'll do the Mike Hutchinson's thing. No way. It's just like. No, like, Kevin. It's time for you to know I'm into autoerotic asphyxiation. His legs are protecting your throat. So he's belted around his legs and the back of your neck. 
so that he's upside down sucking your dick and below him is the you know the water because you're on the cliff so it takes a lot of core strength can you hold that guy up for that long no no i mean it would end tragically it would end horribly and tragically like... your dark secret is that when you come you like to cut the melt <laughs> so long Sucker! No! No! <laughs> I like I like the power move of the last thing the guy did was suck my dick. That's the serial killer I am. I'm like, I like him to I like the last taste to be me. And then they go. <laughs> Cutting the belt. <laughs> I cut the belt to Feel something, anything. Mine was the last dick you'll taste. <laughs> and there it is, folks. That's fucking, that's, that's the realest sentiment you'll hear on a podcast this week. Brought to you by the good old Malcolm Inger. Oh, oh.